Welcome to Blueprint of Faith. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Faith. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith, we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Um, welcome to our site. Uh, for those that are new to us, we ask that you would like, subscribe, and share. And for those who would like to also support us financially, we have some links where you can support us financially and uh, be a part of our family, as you will. If you need to uh, speak to me, just send me an email, and I will gladly return your request. So thank you again, and I do appreciate it. Good morning and welcome to my morning rant. We are continuing our study on the body. And we started yesterday, and I actually laid down the foundation by which we are going to be building from. And one of the foundations that we saw was that um, we are redeemed. So there is a price paid for us that redeemed all of you, your spirit, soul, and body. And this body we saw um, had some capabilities. It was being, it is a tool used by the soul to um, to do what the uh, the bidding of the soul is actually. So we saw that, um, and because the Bible tells us that from the soul proceeded certain things, and then we go, we we are then governed by those things as we are acting on it, or the Bible says practicing it, uh, meaning that that's how we live. So we are continuing looking at this part of the body of mankind. And we saw what we've been using as our foundation, the very foundation by which we are doing this whole study is First Thessalonians chapter uh, 5, verses 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we saw that the Word of God, this uh, powerful uh, um, Word of God, is able to divide between spirit, soul, and body. And we are talking that it's able and it has the capability to fix and to deal with each part of us. And so we saw, as I mentioned yesterday, that from the thoughts or from the heart of man comes evil thoughts. And we saw that in Matthew 15, 19 through 20. We saw it also in Mark uh, 7, 21 through 23. And those thoughts are, uh, we were told in Mark, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, 
envy, slander, pride, foolishness, all these evil things come from within and they defile the person. And so we see in Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 through 20 that the body now is going to perform those evil thoughts. And so we see in Galatians it says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, um, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissension, heresy, envy, murder, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we see that um, the heart of mankind produces these thoughts, these evil thoughts that we are going to fulfill in the body. And it tells us that um, we are, uh, because of the lust of our flesh, we are able to fulfill all of these desires that are in the mind. And we saw that in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, I believe. And you he made alive, who were dead in trespass and sins, in which you once walked according to the, sor- the course of this world, according to the prince of power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So, um, the Lucifer, that spirit, he works in the sons of disobedience. He controls all of them. And so he is truly their master. And that is why I've told people that I am the devil's master because I serve a different master. My master is the master of the devil. And my master has given me the authority by which I have dominion over Lucifer and his demons. Because Ephesians tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and wickedness in high places and so forth. But it tells us that I have the authority and you and I have the authority over them. So uh, in, in Ephesians 2, 1 through 3, as I said, I'll continue reading that because it houses some really good stuff. Uh, when it says, uh, work in the sons of disobedience, who among whom also we were once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh. So we were once under that kingdom um, that is called the sons of disobedience, and we are now a part of the kingdom of God, which is we enter through obedience to his word. And so um, uh, it tells us that when we were there, we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we've been studying, we saw what the mind is. The mind is thoughts. And that's what's housed there. And so it is telling us here in this scripture that the thoughts uh, um, will be, uh, it's how we conduct ourselves, uh, lusting in the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the thoughts. So and we know what those are. And we're by nature children of wrath, just as the others. And so we are seeing now that um, according to the word of God, that this flesh of ours has um, 
he has some desires that he wants to do, and all of those desires emanate from the thoughts of their heart. Let's take a look at Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 8. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. So we talked about the mind, again, is the thought, and we talked about what proceeds out of the thoughts. And we saw that in in Mark chapter 7, verses 21. So we see the correlation now. I'm trying to bring this to you so you can understand you guys and see the correlation by what you do and where it comes from so that you can address it. And that's why I say to you, religion, there's not a religion on the earth that addresses that condition right there um, of one man's thought. And so um, the soul of that man and the only way that it's done is by the word of God because the scripture says the word of God is has the capability of saving the soul. There is no other system that has the capability of saving the soul. Religion is not it. And so no religion on this planet can do that except Jesus Christ. And he's not a religion. That's a relationship. That's the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. So when you say body and bride, you know, that's all about relationships. And so Romans 8, 5 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh. So your focus, you set your mind on those evil thoughts and you will practice it. And the scripture says, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. So now this is where we we are being taught and uh, some information is being given to us as to how now do we make the switch when one becomes even born again, that soul is still programmed to do all of those crazy things. And so we have to introduce the Word of God and give the soul information so that the spirit of the man, and the Bible tells us what is the fruit of the spirit, and it tells us that if we live that, we are not capable or we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So you are switching uh, which part of you is in control of you, whether it is your thoughts, because that's where stuff originate, um, or is it in your spirit. And so the choice is yours. And then it tells us um, what those choices look like as the verse continues. For to set your mind on the flesh is death, but to set your mind on the spirit is life and peace. So we see the um, the difference between setting one's mind on the flesh and setting one mind on the spirit according to the word of God. One is death and one is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile against God. Why is it hostile against God? Because it's contrary to God. So those things that are hostile to God are sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, uh, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness, against uh, all these evil thoughts come from within. So those are the things, okay, as we're seeing, that is hostile, that type of mentality is hostile against God because God is not like that. He is different from that. For it does not, 
submit to the law of God. So that uh, type of thinking, that type of lifestyle, or that type of one who practice uh, living like that, and um, it tells us one who practices living like that is at war with God, for it does not submit to the law of God. So that person is in the realm of disobedience, it calls you, and Christians, the sons of disobedience. So if a Christian is living that way, so-called Christian, he is he or she is lumped within that uh, class, that group of sons of disobedience. They are... They have a form of godliness, but there is no godliness. Because if you love God, you would want to submit to God. You would want to please God. So we see then, if you are living in the flesh or allowing the corrupt thoughts to govern your life, which you will then practice through, uh, through your body, you are at war of God, your opposite. Those who are in the flesh cannot, ever, could not please God because it is hostile against God. 1 Corinthians 6, 18, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexual immoral person sins against his body. One of the things that I tell people, if you love yourself, if you respect you, you will then start to look at the people that you're sleeping with or you're, you're going down uh, to sleep with. As a Christian, I, I you know, uh, all of us struggle with different parts of things that we deal with. And um, this was a particular struggle of mine, and then I made a decision that I want to please God over everything else, and that is a hard thing to do, but the Bible tells me something that um, it tells me that I ought to do this. And this is Romans chapter 1. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual Worship and I love God and I am learning a lot more about Him and um, He knows my heart and He knows my desires and so I expect that He will give me the desires of my heart as I live a life of worship to Him and um, I know that He will uh, He's looking after me and He'll provide uh, who and what my heart wants and so. He knows my heart, and so I will leave it there. So we see then in 1 John 2, 16, For all that is in this world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eye and pride in possession is not from the Father, but is from the world. So you see a lot of these creatures that are chasing possessions and stuff like that. You have to begin to watch them. Jesus is very, very <laughs> simple. You shall know them by their fruit. It's just you and me. We're full of it because we allow them to, um, you know, bamboozle us, if you will. But Jesus said, watch those guys. You'll know them by their fruit. He tells us, and you guys are studying with me, 
the heart, the desires of the heart, and so forth. And, and one of the things that we have talked about is the scripture says, where your treasure is, there is your heart also. So if you see these preachers amassing possessions on this earth, they are not what they claim to be because God tells you, and I, a Christian, a born-again, spirit-filled person, when I say Christian, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about these flakes out there. Um, uh, when you call yourself a Christian, he says, store up your treasures in heaven. Why? Because your heart is on in heaven. And so that no moth and rust can get it and so forth. So wherever your heart is, there is your treasure. So watch these men. So here we go in Colossians chapter 3, verses 5. It says, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you? What is earthly in us? And it begins to talk to us. Sexual immorality, impurity, passions, uh, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. And then there's a slew more in the book of Mark. Um, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, or deceitfulness, sensuality, envy, slander, foolishness, pride, uh, all of these things, it tells you and I that we, uh, our responsibility is put it away. Put it away. How do we do that? By being obedient to the word. Put it to death, it says. How do we kill all of those um, thoughts by introducing the Word of God into your thought life, by meditating? Because your body, as I said, is the servant by which it is able to fulfill all of your thoughts. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So now if I truly believe that, I will be very careful about the thoughts that I allow in my mind because I know those thoughts will bear fruit because they lodge within your heart. And so you and I are called, I have been crucified with Christ, so my old self, when I become born again, uh, that old evil boy that I have, that old evil spirit and all those stole and all that stuff has been redeemed, it's been crucified. Now, how I live my life is my choice. I have the ability to put away, therefore, what is earthly in me, and you have it also. Why? Because it has been crucified with Christ. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. That scripture, Galatians 5, 24, 24, gives you and I no excuses whatsoever. It's in your ability to do it, and God expects you to do it. And because he expects you to do it, you will have to answer for it. And so it tells us in Galatians chapter uh, 5, verses 24, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passion, have 
crucifying the flesh. The minute you said, I believe Jesus Christ died for me and came uh, and resurrected and all this stuff, you made your confession and said, believe, um, uh, confession is made unto salvation. So once you make your confession, you are called to live a certain way. Your character has to change. And I remember one of the things, one of the hallmarks of Christianity, the current um, white evangelical church, I saw these men came when I was looking at television, and I saw that they were instructing their members, because again, disciples would not do this crazy stuff that they're doing. They were instructing their members. That's why they focused so much on membership and not discipleship. They were instructing their members not to look at Trump's character, to negate his character and look at the platform, the evil platform that they have, what they call pro-life, which is absolutely garbage because if they are pro-life, they would save every single life. Pro-life means pro-life. It doesn't mean pro-womb life. It means pro-life, all life. And so it's a farce that they they tell these stupid people that, and these people put their heart into this and don't understand that they have a responsibility. If they're sitting there and God said he is not playing, he, you all, everyone has a choice, what we do with that choice and the price we pay from that. And that's what it all is all about. And he tells us in Galatians 5, 16, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. What are the lusts of the flesh? We talked about those things. If you walk in the spirit, for the flesh lust against the spirit and the spirit against the, the flesh. And these are the contrary to one another so that you do not do the things you wish. And so Jesus makes a statement, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit Indeed is willing, but your flesh is weak. Why? Because you have a corrupt soul and you are meditating and doing that more than you are doing what comes from the Spirit. And so the Bible tells us that we have been crucified by with, with Christ. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. You have no excuse, for I know that nothing good dwells in me, in my inner being, in my soul, that is in my flesh also. Why? Because anything that is evil that is in my soul is in my flesh. So your flesh is corrupt. It's, it's done. And so because it's absolutely 100% corrupt, the Bible says we have to change that when Jesus comes and says we're going to look like him. And also, because your soul is still basically corrupt, that's also going to change. Because the promise that God said to that he would give us is that he would give us a new heart, I mean a new spirit, and a new heart, like a heart of flesh. And we know our bodies will change as well. So it tells us that some stuff is going to happen to you and I, but as far as now living here, we know that the old self was crucified with him. And so because we know that it is crucified, we are able then, as the scripture says, we are able 
For I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. We have no excuse, men. And so, as we are studying these things and getting a glimpse into us and how our lifestyle should be and so forth and um, what we need to do in order to move through our life, uh, we are getting some insight and it is my hope that you guys continue to grow um, and uh, so that you will not be conformed to this world as we studied about the um, about the soul of mankind, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, uh, you, most of us, as I mentioned, we've become lazy Christians, and because we've become lazy Christians, we have dumped everything on God and expect Him to do all the work, and we do nothing and just sit around. Uh, but the Bible tells us that there's different. We have to put away. We have to clothe ourselves. We have to know um, all these different things and not to be one that is just leaving things up to God. I mean, that is such a, it's such a, a, a fallacy because that's what a lot of the pastors have been teaching and uh, not calling these people to um, uh, calling them and making them accountable of their life. And they have become lazy in their Christianity and their life. And they have made a habit, as we spoke about earlier, their habit, their habitual living. And those people are not going to see God. So this is not something to, um, to joke about because we are here for a period of time. And then we are walking in to the next phase of our life. When we die, guys, there's the Bible talks about it, and the um, atheists, you know, they will know if if um, what we're saying is true. And the Bible tells us that the devil believes in God, and so if the devil believes in God, and these atheists are standing there telling me that there's no God, their master believes there is a God. Uh, so I don't, I don't, you know, they don't impress me at all. Because, like I said, they are a part of the sons of disobedience, and their master, he knows that there is a God, and he trembles. So, let's continue and take a look at this. We see, as I mentioned to you, Galatians 5.24, And those who belong to Christ Jesus have been crucified. The flesh have been crucified. The passions of the flesh and its desires have been crucified. We know that our old self was crucified with him. Um, in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved in sin. And we're seeing this through the Word of God. Uh, some A book that you guys should go and read um, is the book of Romans, and it'll, it'll explain a lot of things to you. The book of Romans, Galatians also will show you much of it. So we see that if we live according to the flesh, the Scripture says, you will die. But if we live according to the Spirit, we will put on the deeds of, uh, put to death on the deeds of the body, and we will live. And so we are seeing, we're getting instructions, if you will, you know, how to live and how not to live. Galatians 6, 8, whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, 
from your spirit will reap eternal life. I say then, walk in the spirit and you will fulfill the lust of the, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So you guys have a decision to make and, um, it has been a pleasure and, um, an honor to walk with you guys. Let me read you a couple more scriptures and then we'll close it out at that. It says, Colossians 3, 1, it says, if you then being raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, which Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on things on this earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, and he goes and he gives a list of the things, sexual morality and impurity, passions of evil, those things. And so you and I have been seeing that it is our responsibility to uh, put to death these things. And uh, um, Romans 6, 6, 16, do you not know that if you present yourself to anyone as obedient slave, you are slave of the one whom you obey? Either you're a slave to sin, which leads, leads to death, or you are a slave of obedience, which lay, leads to righteousness. Whose slave are you? And so we see uh, Second Timothy gives a picture, and we know what the last days will look like, and we read about that yesterday. But our responsibility as Christians is what Romans 12 says. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by grace given to me, I say, to you, everyone amounts you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do all have, uh, do not have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Who is wise and understanding amongst you? Let him show by good conduct. That is, works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy, self-seeking in your heart, do not boast and lie against the truth. The wisdom does not descend from above but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exists, confusion and every evil thing are there. So I want to encourage you guys, man. You are the sons of God. Don't allow the enemy to turn you into a slave. You 
are a son of God. The Bible says the just shall live by faith, be walked by faith, and not by sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe. And if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.